Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, I am the host, Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas, and I hope everybody had a blessful Thanksgiving. I know I did. The food, the family, the World Cup, oh, NFL football, man, oh man, oh man. What am I to complain about? Well... Honestly, I'm just I'm just glad that finally, for the first time since 2018, the Dallas Cowboys got a win on Thanksgiving, so I was actually able to go to bed stuffed and actually sleep like a baby. Well, more in my case, more like a little baby bear cub. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> you know what? <laughs> I gotta tell you, you know, I swear to God, every time I'm watching football and I'm so stuffed and I just and I still get up to actually <laughs> take a little piece out of the leftovers. <laughs> Go right back to the fridge and just take a piece. I don't even care. <laughs> but, <coughs> excuse me. But, you know, honestly, just watching this game, you know, after the first half, I'm just kind of like, I swear to God, if I get so sick that I literally have to regurgitate everything that I consume during the family Thanksgiving dinner, I'm not going to be happy. Because it has not happened before, despite the fact that the last three years or so, the Dallas Cowboys have actually literally pissed me off on Thanksgiving with their horrific performances and embarrassing play. I was like, if this happens this time, it's going to happen. I'm going to get sick. Okay? It was almost like that, but the Cowboys managed to prevent that, and honestly, I'm thankful for that as well. Okay? Because that first half of football for the Cowboys, overall, I would have to say it was putrid. Except for that one scoring drive, but, you know, when the Cowboys deferred and when the Giants immediately punted the ball, I was like, okay, okay, all right, this is good. Now the offense just needs to score. We've got to stay ahead of, ahead of the Giants as much as, we, as much as possible. So the Cowboys are supposedly driving down a little bit, but then all of a sudden the offense sputters because there's more questionable play calling. I mean, what the, as far as the play calling... All these damn trick plays that we saw in this game, most of them did not work. I'm like, enough, enough, enough already. Enough with the goddamn trick plays. They do not work most of the time. Stop feeling confident like as if one day or one moment, it's all going to change for the better, that all of a sudden it's going to work, and then boom, you 80, down, 80 yards off of, off of a trick play, we score. It's not going to happen. So, Kellen Moore, enough with the trick plays, okay? Enough. We don't need to be taking that risk, especially if we're driving down the field on a potential scoring drive. A hat trick that fails kills the momentum. There goes seven yards lost. Now it's second and 17. What's going to happen after that? More often than not, we're just going to put the damn ball away. It does not work. And speaking of something that's not working... It was 4th and 2, and Mike McCarthy decided to go for it. But mind you, ladies and gentlemen, it was 4th and 2 in Dallas territory, not in New York territory. The risk was already there, okay? So they go for it immediately. And this was on the Dallas' first offensive drive, mind you. All right? He goes for it, and it fails miserably. Let me say it again. We went for it on 4th and 2. It failed miserably. The running back, I believe it was Zeke Elliott, he got stuffed just like that. I could, I, I, I could honestly say that it was probably for a loss of one or two yards. It definitely was at least one yard, but I would not be surprised if it was two yards. The bottom line is the attempt, the risk, everything, it was not worth it. 
absolutely not worth it, but Mike McCarthy and company are very, very lucky that the defense was able to somehow bail them out in one sense. But then again, the New York Giants on that next particular drive where they took over on downs with tremendous field position, drove right down the field one time with one hell of a catch by a Giants player. I'm not sure who it was. I believe it might have been Isaiah Hodgins or a or Chris Mamayarik, I'm not entirely sure. But the Giants are driving down the field, and at one point, Daniel Jones throws a beautiful touchdown pass that was nullified because of a penalty by the Giants' offense. So quite frankly, it was a penalty that really saved the Cowboys. Now, also, the Giants did get pushed back, you know, in, in, into a, you know, put, put, being pushed back in their own ter territory like that, so... Defense, you know, putting up that pressure, getting the sack and everything. I mean, even more penalties kind of killed the Giants on that one particular play. So it came down to a 57-yard field goal attempt for the Giants. And Graham Gano, not surprisingly, was able to convert it because Graham Gano has got a hell of a leg on the him. Okay? The guy's got a hell of a leg on him. Always been that way. 3 nothing. So it's 3-0 at this point, okay? And I'm already starting to lose my mind a little bit. It's only early on, but some people would say, we, we haven't seen anything yet. It's going to be fine, okay? It's going to be fine, they tell me, but I don't feel that way because I know with the Cowboys, I know exactly how to feel at times, okay? Y'all saw my tweet at halftime, huh, and, and we'll get to that, believe me. But, uh, yeah, early on, I was already getting nervous, and the, the fact that it was a penalty that, that, that kept... Uh, that only that was the only reason why Dallas was not up was not down seven to zero. That honestly to me was already quite an embarrassment. So I've actually got the notes right here on that one particular play. You know it's funny it was five play only one yard out of it because of all the all the yards that were lost. And yes, it was Chris Myrick who went for twenty three yards on a beautiful catch. And then Daniel Jones got sacked. And then on that particular play, Isaiah Hodgins had that twenty four yard touchdown catch that again was nullified because of a penalty, all right? So that was, that's where the luck happened, okay? And then Daniel Jones on a, on a, uh, basically has an incompletion. It's second and 22. It's pushed back to the 29-yard line. So the Giants were at the 17, and they got pushed back to the 29, all right? And then there's a, an incomplete deep pass deep, but Daniel Jones is penalized for intentional grounding, all right? So that pushes the Giants even 10 more yards. Fourth and 32 with the Dallas 39. But the Giants still got three points out of it. So, man, oh, man, oh, man. Uh, you know, speaking of getting nervous, maybe I should say I started getting nervous immediately after this one because the Cowboys get the ball back. And after Zeke Elliott got a 15-yard run to the Dallas 40, you know, you know, after another one-yard run, Zach Martin got caught, you know, for offensive holding, which pushed the Cowboys back. But then Jake Ferguson on a 13-yard game gave us the penalty yards back. And then Zeke Elliott ran for another 10 yards. So I'm thinking, okay, okay, maybe things will get better now. But after a Tony Pollard four-yard run, Dak Prescott goes a short left, a short left pass to Michael Gallup that was intercepted. And that it was ran out of bounds at the New York Giants 31. And that, that interception, honestly... I, I don't know. It, it, to me, it kind of seemed that there was a little bit of miscommunication. But the way I see it, I kind of feel like the, the Giants' defense just made a very good play. And, you know, and honestly, speaking of the Giants, I, I should have mentioned this at the beginning, but I'll just mention it now. You know, the Giants coming in with a depleted, injury-riddled team. That injured reserve list that the Giants have, or the injured list, rather, I should say. They're not all on IR. But the list of injuries that the Giants have is a damn laundry list, Okay. 
and the fact that they lost two ma major players, you know, and, and lost to the Detroit Lions, I mean, and the Giants' defense still gave the Cowboys all lots of hell, okay? Now, kind of figured that because it's an F NFC East showdown, and then again, the Cowboys don't seem to play good on Thanksgiving, so you really couldn't rule out the Giants no matter what. I mean, how many times have we seen the Cowboys lose to an inferior team that's riddled with injuries? I mean, it's it, we've seen it before. We w we'll definitely be seeing it again in the future, although that hurt, I hate saying that, but we all know it's true. So anyway, that Giants defense, you know, and speaking of the Giants defense, you know, and, and I got to compliment the Cowboys offensive line. Dak Prescott went, went through this game again without being sacked. So, so you know, so far this season, many, many, there have been many, many games that where the Cowboys have gone through without Dak, with Dak Prescott not getting sacked. So I guess the offensive line is doing a whole lot, hell of a lot better than I could have ever anticipated. Because remember, Going into the season, the offensive line was a huge concern. It was probably the biggest cause for concern for the Cowboys, honestly. So anyway, Dak Prescott has that interception, but the Giants do nothing with it. <clears throat> Basically, immediately, like the Giants just give the ball right back. Then the Cowboys go 11 plays, 93 yards, and 6 minutes and 3 seconds to finally make it 7-3. to And, you know, Michael Gallup in this game you know, had several, you know, huge catches, you know, especially some of them on third down, but... You know, that on third and two when Zeke Elliott, you know, had that 22-yard run. And then CeeDee Lamb had that 25-yard pass. Oh, you know, I was like, okay, this is what I want to see from the offense. And then Zeke Elliott runs in to make it 7-3. And just when we think that, you know, now things are going to go good for the Cowboys, the Giants just immediately respond. They immediately respond. Now, those are time, you know, when Daniel Jones actually was running and he fumbled but recovered the, the own ball. And then again, you know, the, there was some penalty on Dallas that kind of really gave the Giants, you know, something huge. And you know, Saquon Barkley on a play, on a play uh, on a play that ended up being for no gain, a defensive holding penalty gave the Giants a fresh set of downs, and that's really what killed me because the Giants ultimately scored on this particular drive. So, you know, and of course the highlight of that pass, you know, that forty-four yard catch by Darius Slayton to to the Dallas one. Oh man. Then after that, Daniel Jones even had a no gain, and I was like, okay, yeah, one one play, but it's at the one, and the Giants still have like two or three more tries, even if they if they it's not going for it on fourth down. But then Saquon Barkley runs it in, and then it's 10-7, and I'm just like, what the hell is this? What the hell is this, man? Now all of a sudden, the Giants, the, 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 the Cowboys' defense, which has been spectacular, is all of a sudden now beginning to really shit the bed? And then, especially because the Cowboys on the next drive, you know, in 58 seconds, three plays and two yards, didn't get anywhere. I mean, although that incomplete uh, pass to, to C.D. Lamb, you know, really was tough, but, oh, man. You know, an incomplete pass at first, and then a two-yard run. Oh, but luckily the Giants, you know, on their next drive, they, they did nothing, but... And Dallas all of a sudden gets the ball back, and they're driving again, but they just had to end in an interception. But, that, but you know, this particular drive was interesting because the Cowboys are driving down the field, and all of a sudden there's a holding penalty by Tyler Smith. All right? And then all of a sudden, you know, and, and this was on a third and four, okay? So CeeDee Lamb had the first down, but then a, pe then a penalty by Tyler Smith, you know, put, put us back to, on a third and 14 at the New York 35. And then a false start, you know, makes things even worse, okay? Now, I got to mention, now, on the 3rd and 14, Noah Brown caught a 5-yard pass, but that was obviously clearly short. But then New York was penalized for, for an illegal contact, so the Cowboys get a fresh set of downs. And then I'm thinking, 
Now there's no excuse not to score. You might as well take advantage of it because we have to go into the half with a, with a freaking advantage. Okay? The Cowboys always must have an advantage. Okay? Now the Cowboys definitely had... Now I knew the Cowboys were getting the ball to start the second half, but I figured if they can go into halftime with a lead, get the ball back to start the second half and score, that's the strategy I'm always talking about. When I say the Cowboys should be no, should be no less than two steps ahead of, of their opponent, no matter who it is. So it's a false start. Now Now we're at the Giants' uh, 30. So, uh, well, back at the 35, I, uh, 35, I should say. Excuse me. I mean, we're basically being pushed back. So, you know, then all of a sudden, then Tony Pollard, on, 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 it's first and 15, and then Zeke Elliott gets four yards. And then the second and 11, we run the ball again for, for a loss of four. Puts us back, you know, on a 15 play. Then it's third and 15, and Dak Prescott makes a deep pass, and it's tipped and intercepted, and... Oh, man, and I'm just thinking, well, there goes another momentum kill right there. And we just thought that the second half couldn't end any worse. It got even worse on the second drive because Daniel Jones at one point had it through an interception, you know, intercepted by Donovan Wilson, who we returned it for 15 yards. And I was thinking, okay, all right, all right, here we go, another chance. We still got plenty of time. You can still score. But Trayvon Diggs is penalized for illegal contact, so, the so now the interception is nullified, so... So now you think about it, the Giants had a touchdown that was taken away because of a penalty. Now we had an interception, a crucial turnover taken away because of a penalty. So in other words, we're basically even. But then the Giants are just driving a 14-yard pass to Darius Slayton, first down. And then Dan Daniel Jones scrambles for eight yards, okay, and driving down the field. And then a false start by New York, you know, makes it, you know, second and seven. So that that's basically what we think would have ended it, but... Daniel Jones completes a 10-yard pass, and then this is like 23 sec 30 seconds left, and after 23 seconds, the Giants take their second timeout. And then we're kind of thinking that, you know, they're basically going to try to get into a, a, a position where they kick a field goal, and Graham Gano converts that 47-yard attempt. So it's 13-7 going to halftime, and the Cowboys are trailing. And this is what I get on Twitter, and I say, Dallas Cowboys, get your damn act together. That's all I said because there's a, a a journalist, a fellow journalist in New York. She's a huge New York Giants fan, and she follows me, and I follow her. I've listened to her work, and you know, here she is out there, you know, basically tweeting. You know, so far, like things are going well, you know, for her, especially for her team. And I'm just kind of like sitting there, stuffed. You know, I'm already. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, getting off up the couch, being as stuffed as I was from everything I ate, getting off the couch was just. Oh, it was unbearable. But then again, it was my fault. I'm, I'm the one who decided to eat more than I should. But you know, I do that. I do that on Thanksgiving. And besides, it's Thanksgiving. We all eat more than we should, anyway. So I'm thinking, you know, if Dallas does not score on their opening drive, that's gonna kill them. It's gonna kill them. But thankfully, it didn't thankfully that didn't happen. And you know what's interesting? 14 plays, 75 yards on, on the Cowboys' opening uh, drive uh, uh, to start the second half. Okay. The Cowboys made it 14 or 13, but here's what's interesting. The Cowboys took nearly half of the entire quarter. It took them 7 minutes and 39 seconds to get the job done. Then, but then I'm thinking, okay, so if the Cowboys are driving down, and if, if they're confident they can score and they take the time off the clock, and the Cowboys have the lead, then fine, but a one-point lead is not safe. I mean, no lead is probably safe with the Giants, especially for playing the Cowboys. I mean, everybody wants to pick on the Giants, say, oh, the Giants are really not that good. I mean... 
You know, I'll be honest, uh, my good buddy, Mr. Josh McSwain, the fiercely opinioned Mr. Josh McSwain, has repeatedly insisted to me personally that he felt that the Giants are really not as good as everybody says they are. Uh, I mean, you can't say the Giants are terrible, but, you know, but, but I, I do understand w what Mr. McSwain is saying. And, you know, in some cases, I, I suppose he is correct, but, but, you know, we can't say that the Giants are not a good team, you know, especially with how they've been this season, but, you know, now that you know what was what was a seven and two record for them is now seven and four, but you know, but, you know, I, I told Josh, you know, beginning of the game, I showed him a picture, a screenshot of uh, of the laundry list of all the injuries that the Giants have, and I said, well, there's no excuse. So, so I'd imagine he was pretty disappointed with how Dallas played in the second half, and I'm sure uh, you know we we did speak after the game, and uh, obviously, uh, obviously, I, you know, he he saw my tweet, and you know, uh, well, at least I'm pretty sure he did, but uh, you know, I'm pretty sure he would have told me to calm down. There's still a, there's still a. Another full half left to play. I mean, God knows how many times Josh has had to call me down or say it's going to be okay or whatnot. <laughs> uh, God bless you, Josh. But anyway, um, so the, the Cowboys. So anyway, like the one point lead is not safe. But <clears throat> but when Dallas, you know, finally scoring, you know, Dal <coughs> excuse me, when Dalton Schultz scoring that fifteen yard pass, you know, Dalton Schultz is <coughs> starting him on my fantasy team. That certainly got me some points. So. You know, I was actually asking myself, should I can should I actually uh, be starting Dalton Schultz again? And I took it, I took a, I took a chance on this one, and he certainly, and he certainly, definitely uh, made it worth it this week. I only hope that continues. But <clears throat> and by the way, I apologize for my coughing, and I know my voice still sounds a little bit bad. I'm still re still recovering, but I'm doing a whole lot better. I promise you that. I just have a very stuffed nose. I can't I like that. All the oh, that allergy stuff is so annoying. But anyway, so Cowboys literally they took their sweet time. And, you know, in looking at this particular drive, seeing, you know, how many third downs, at one point, the third down situations we were in, you know, on a third on a third and four, Zeke Elliott rushed for a 16-yard gain. And then on the second one, you know, there was actually a, there was actually, an, it was actually incomplete to CeeDee Lamb, but, you know, but there was a penalty, another defensive holding penalty on New York, which gave us another fresh set of downs. So, but then, you know, on the next one, now it's third and 12 for the New York 24, Hey, you know, and CD Lamb did catch you know a fourteen yard a fourteen yard pass, so you know we were definitely getting a, a little bit bailed out. So, so so the the drive ended up you know working out well. So it's fourteen thirteen, and then when the Giants on their next drive, how all of a sudden you know they decide to take a chance on a fourth and one at, at their own forty five, and it, the pass is incomplete to, to Saquon Barkley. Oh boy, and I said, well, this is this is Dallas's golden opportunity right here because Dallas now stopped at fourth down, and this is on the Giants forty-five. So, so the Giants basically did did something that the Cowboys, you know, they felt like they could do something that the Cowboys can't go for in their own territory. Well, that clearly didn't work, but you know, but, but you know, the, the Cowboys actually took advantage and they actually managed to actually find the end zone, and then it's you know it's twenty-one thirteen now. Now this is an eight-point lead, but. But this is still not safe, so... Uh, you know, after a, an incomplete to Michael Gallup on 2nd and 10 at the New York 44, I'll never forget that play with Dak Prescott, like... I think, you know, at first, you know, I attempted to rush for negative 4 yards. He fumbled, but picked up the ball and, and then threw, threw it to Jake Ferguson, who got a 14-yard gain. I mean, I, I love that particular play. And then... Then all of a sudden, you know, we're driving down the field. Zeke Elliott had a five-yard run, and then a deep pass to C. Lamb for twenty-one yards, and then which was which added a 
well, there was actually a penalty on the play on defensive pass interference, but since CeeDee Lamb made that huge catch, obviously you decline it. So, you know, then I'm looking at the clock. It's two and a half minutes after the third quarter. I'm like, wait, we're already there? But then I had to, then I reminded myself that, um, well, the opening drive took forever. So, uh, so obviously, you know, Dalton Schultz again, six, uh, this time for six yards, his second touchdown of the game. And speaking of Dalton Schultz, check this out, ladies and gentlemen. And I know I'm kind of doing the recap a little bit different. I'm kind of basically kind of going detail by detail because, you know, again, you know, I did enjoy my thing. I did enjoy my Thanksgiving. So to give thanks, I'm going to try to put a little bit, little bit more effort. And I thank everybody who's been so loyal to me for so long. But Dalton Schultz had his third multi-touchdown career game. And that's actually the third most by a tight end. So Dalton Schultz now has... How, excuse me, now has three career multi-touchdown games, okay? That makes him third best in Cowboys franchise history. That makes him the third behind the likes of Billy Joe Dupree, who had four, and Jason Witten, who had five. So, and this was actually his first multi-touchdown game since uh, last season uh, at Philadelphia on the road, so, which was actually earlier this year, back in January. And during that time, I was in beautiful San Diego, California. I was attending my younger brother's uh, graduation from Marine Boot Camp, and... Man, was that a blessing, and it's a blessing to have him home here right now for thank for Thanksgiving weekend. I'm actually happy to announce to everybody that on December 12th, my brother will be leaving for Camp Pendleton to start his uh, permanent station duty, and my brother, who's a Marine musician, he'll be starting his career with the 1st Marine Division Band, so uh, I just want to send my brother a big congratulations. I'm so proud of my brother, and thank to everybody that sent out their support to my brother. Really appreciate it, y'all. Anyway. Kind of getting you know, in, in those nostalgic memories. So, anyway, so Dallas now has a 21-13 lead, but then, you know, and I'm, and I'm watching this game with my mom and my dad. You know, uh, my, my younger brother, uh, Adrian, who's the Marine, doesn't really, doesn't give a damn about football. You know, he's upstairs practicing his tuba. I mean, he, he came down several times and looked, and, you know, and he, he would literally ask me, why am I so upset with some of the play calling, everything like that. And I told my, I would tell my brother, look, you don't understand. It's not just the, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just a football game, but no, like the way the performance and how the Cowboys are and everything, a lot of things have been happening are just inexcusable. But anyway, so it's 21-13 and then the Giants all get the ball back, but then they punt it. And then Dallas again, I'm like, okay, well, now the Dallas has to put the game away and they need, they need another score. And on the, on the first play, CeeDee Lamb, I, th I believe uh, and I, uh, I believe it was the jet sweep uh, for a loss of a yard. I'm like, why are they doing this? And this is where my brother told me this is just a game. But And then after that, CeeDee Lamb makes up for it with a 15-yard catch. And then Pollard runs for 11 yards. <laughs> and then Jake Ferguson makes a brilliant catch for 30, for 30 yards. And then we're just driving down the field. Now Zeke Elliott lost three yards on that next play. But CeeDee Lamb again... Makes a 13-yard catch, but there was a penalty on Donald Schultz for offensive holding. So now it's could have been a first down. We're pushed back at second and 23 on the New York 37, and then Tony Pollard runs for 12 yards, and then Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott made a brilliant short pass as he landed for another 23 yards. So now it's first and goal. And th this was basically now this is where basically this is this is what really pissed me off the entire time. Uh, this is this is basically, I, I, or I should say, this is the play right here that really pissed me off. Not because the Cowboys did something wrong, but because the the touchdown was ruled incomplete. Dak Prescott made a, a short pass to Ceedee Lamb, who made a one, another one handed catch. And I should mention that play where there was that pass interference, that twenty one yard catch. That was actually one handed a one handed grab by Ceedee Lamb. So Ceedee Lamb makes another brilliant one, but it's ruled incomplete. And then upon further review. 
to me, it looked like it looked it looked really like it was a touchdown, honestly. But I think the way his foot moved or everything like that, when he kind of closed into it, then I guess that's why they ruled it. But but no matter on the very next on the very next play, I mean the, the fact is the Cowboys challenged it. Mike McCarthy challenged, and and since the play since the play was upheld, that cost the Cowboys a timeout and it cost us and it cost them a challenge. I think at the same time, Mike McCarthy might, I mean, as a coach, you know, it was a judgment call. I mean, at the end of the day, I felt like, honestly, maybe selfish me thinks that maybe the touchdown should have stood because it was so brilliantly done by CeeDee Lamb, but I, but I supposedly understand why it was nullified, but to me, it looked like, it, it, looked, it looked as if it was a touchdown, so, but no matter, because Peyton Hendershot, you know, Scored on on the very next play on a two yard rush, <laughs> and then forget how the announcers say, "Oh, this is National Tight Ends Day." So, so it's twenty eight to thirteen. The Cowboys defense is is doing fine. So maybe one more touchdown, and, th- and then I think we can call it a day. Because I would I would have loved to see a thirty five thirteen final score, but but the Giants again supposedly kind of drive down a little bit, thirty eight yards. You know, in about in a little uh, less than five and a half minutes, but again on a. On a fourth and nine, the Giants don't get it, but Dallas get, gets the ball back. But of course, there was that deep pass to C. Lamb and another penalty for 31 yards for defensive pass interference. You know, Brett Maher attempted a 46-yard field goal, and unfortunately, that that time he missed. You know, he can't make every single field goal, but but you know, and this is with about a, with about a little over a minute left, a minute and five seconds to be more precise. The Giants drive down the field, literally like almost perfect and then just and score and then make it 28 to 20 i was actually surprised they didn't go for the two-point conversion but i mean either way i mean they would need a two-point conversion and then you know get the uh get the ball back you know on, on an outside kick so because when they scored there was only there was only eight, eight seconds left so so really uh so by that time i mean it, it, it was going to be tough. I mean, you, you either risk the extra point, risk the two-point conversion now, or whatever. So either way, the Giants were at serious risk. But, but the Giants drew drew down, drove down the field. Now there was a penalty on Michael Parsons for unnecessary roughness, which I felt was uh, oh, come on, man. But Giants made it twenty-eight to twenty, and then and then that was then then it was game over. So so you. Despite the, all the miscues that the Giants had, especially in the second half, because you know they had the lead thirteen seven at halftime, they still played a, a bit of a respectable game. It's, I mean, honestly, Dallas got the rack together, but you know, honestly, Dallas shouldn't have never been in that position, and, and the Giants kind of forced it on them. So the Giants actually did show no fear. The Giants did play well in, in the first half, and the second half unfortunately didn't go so well. All those all those uh, offensive mishaps, especially those two uh, turnover on downs and. And like that, so I mean, I mean, they they scored. I mean, they had a brilliant drive, you know, when it was all said and done. But, but I guess in the Giants' credit, I mean, hey, at least even though they knew that it was pretty much game over, they still, you know, they, they they still scored a touchdown, you know, just for a bit of pride. And you know, honestly, there's really nothing wrong with it. So, so props, so props to the Giants. I mean, the Giants put up a hell of a fight. So that's where you that's where you have to give the Giants their credit. Despite being badly disadvantaged with all the injuries, okay, and they were going against a very healthy Dallas Cowboys team, they only lost by eight points. They scored twenty points. They even forced two turnovers. Okay, they they did a, a decent job. The Giants, basically, for them, this is a losing effort, 
And I do say this with conviction. This was a losing effort. So a couple of uh, <clears throat> interesting facts from this one. Micah Parsons getting to the quarterback twice. This basically gives him his sixth career multi-sack game. Well, it's actually his sixth of the season. I'm not sure about, his, about the career, but... It's his sixth career multi-sack game, uh, basically, also for the season. And he's tied with DeMarcus Ware for the most multi-sack performances in team history. So, you know, in one season, so, basically. So, to get, kind of get it correctly, his sixth career multi-sack, his sixth uh, career multi-sack game this year, basically, it ties in with DeMarcus Ware, who had, who had basically the uh, same amount, you know, back in 2011. So, and Parsons is the first Cowboy with multi-sack games through the first 11 games in a season, so... So Micah Parsons is just quickly, you know, just more, is just continu continually solidifying himself, you know, as a future, as a future superstar for the team. I mean, this dude, Micah Parsons can end up being, one day be the best team player in the league. He can be the face of the franchise. I mean, who knows, you know, all the great things he could possibly do for the Cowboys. So, so Micah Parsons is really justifiably solidifying himself as a true, unique fan favorite. You know, he's becoming a hero in the Dallas Cowboys, you know, a hero in the city of Dallas. So, Micah Parsons, all I can say is keep up the good work, my friend. Keep up the good work. And speaking of Micah Parsons, you know, he 25 career sacks now. That that ties in with Derek Thomas for the fifth most in NFL history through 27 career games. And Dak Prescott, who threw two touchdowns today, that gives him 153 career touchdowns. And, th and that basically... And actually, and that actually ties him, you know, uh, with Roger Staubach, with with uh, for fourth most passing touchdowns in franchise history. So, wow, 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 wow. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I gave that thing about uh, Dalton Dalton Schultz earlier. So, you know, so several records really, you know, were truly uh, broken, and you know, and it's definitely uh, an amazing thing, especially you know for the Cowboys. So, uh, so. Seeing how we saw a true unique NFC East showdown, you know that's really you know all I wanted to say. I mean, I would have loved to see a blowout, but we all know that the the Cowboys weren't going to blow out the Giants. I mean, especially how good the Giants have been this season, even though some you know would say otherwise. You know, it was interesting to see Jalen Smith, the former Cowboy, play with the Giants, and he actually made a couple of good plays. It was it was actually that one particular funny play. With like the play was kind of over, he just kind of jumped. He kind of just jumped into the pile and almost like did a. Almost like a pro wrestling elbow drop. <laughs> so, I, I mean, honestly, you know, everybody kind of thought that was hilarious. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, you know what? At, at least Jalen Smith is out there having fun, you know, playing, still playing and everything like that. It's a shame how things had to end, you know, with him and the Cowboys. But I'm still glad to see Jalen Smith, you know, playing, even whether it's for the Giants, Eagles, Washington, he's still playing. That story, you know, about the knee injury, you know, in his final game in college, you know. Yeah. So, so I'm glad to see Jalen Smith, you know, still doing what he loves to do. So, but, but this particular game, you know, within speaks for itself. And, you know, Daniel Jones, 21 for 35 for 228 yards. And I was actually super, super surprised to see that Saquon Barkley only had 39, 39 yards on 11 carries. And, you know, I, I was really, I was actually really willing to bet that. In this particular game, Saquon Barkley was going to have at least 150 yards rushing because I felt sure that the Giants would heavily rely on Saquon Barkley. You know, I would have said this in a preview that Saquon Barkley was going to this game as New York's golden child. Like, they're going to have to rely on him the most because, you know, they lost, you know, their latest receiver, you know, lost for the season in that game against Detroit. So, ugh. 
You know, but I knew, I knew you know, with Darius Slayton available, I kind of felt, well, Darius Slayton is capable of making some good catches, so he can definitely be a, uh, be an asset for the Giants, and he was on that 44-yard catch. You know, three catches for 63 yards, you know, that's an average of 21 yards, so that's good. So, so the Giants did put up some positive offensive numbers, but, you know, but I'm really surprised. I mean, I'm even more surprised the fact that Saquon Barkley, you know, only 39 yards considering how bad the, the Cowboys' rush defense is. Especially with the Cowboys playing the Colts next on December fourth, yeah, I don't. I, I, there's no way that Jonathan Franklin is going to be held down like that. But anyway, we'll have to wait and see. Well, Zeke Elliott had 16 carries for 98 yards, and excuse me, 92 yards, and th- those 92 yards are a season high. It was good to see both he and Tony Pollard, you know, be, basically be able to actually kind of divide the reps. And believe it or not, Tony Pollard actually got more, uh, got two more carries than Z- than Ezekiel Elliott. So. I mean, the Cowboys probably finally understand more than ever. They have to utilize Tony Pollard because, honestly, I still say this, we're very likely going to lose Tony Pollard to free agency. I mean, we're probably going to lose Pollard. We're probably going to lose Schultz. I mean, it's probably going to be another bad and rough off seasons for the, for the Dallas Cowboys, and I just hope that it really that end up does not happening. So. so, honestly, overall, the Giants had 300 yards of total offense while Dallas had 430 you know, Dallas 7 for 11 on third down, while New York was 3rd and 11. You know, three sacks, you know, on Daniel Jones while Prescott was sacked none. none, none. And uh, Dallas only punted once, which was surprisingly, but not surprisingly, Dallas had more penalty yards. You know, 13 penalties for 86 yards. So, and the Giants, honestly, and the Giants had no turnovers. The Giants did not commit any turnovers. So, they forced them, but didn't commit them. So, so again, you, you got to give the Giants, you know, some proper credit. I mean, you, you can say whatever you want, but the Giants, you know, were, were the opponent. And for the Cowboys to go for it on fourth down early in that game, that kind of shows the Cowboys were not respecting their opponent. So that's a lesson that they have not learned from before. Respect your opponent because that can come back and bite you right in the ass. And that's happened. So, you know, and speaking of very interesting facts, check this out. 42 million viewers for this for this game. Wow, 42 million people tuned in to watch the Dallas Cowboys versus the New York Giants. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. You know, and and speaking of what made this game interesting, you know, apparently Odell Beckham Jr. has been linked with with possibly signing with Dallas and and possibly returning to New York. And I, I think basically he is set to meet with the Cowboys. I think they said he's set to meet with the Cowboys on the 5th of December, which would be the game after uh, after the Colts. So that would be Monday, December 5th. And he's also set to actually meet with the Giants. So, so people were saying that Odell Beckham Jr. is very likely to sign with whoever wins this game. So that's, that's why this game was kind of uh, dubbed as the Odell Beckham Jr. Bowl right now. But... But also, it said a third team that he's also linked with a third team, and I wouldn't be surprised if that was San Francisco. But honestly, because we all know that OBJ obviously would would love to sign with a team that definitely is headed to the playoffs. So honestly, it pick between the Giants and the Cowboys. Uh, you know, if OBJ does come to the Cowboys, uh, I mean, if it, if it's only going to be for the rest of the season, then I'd imagine the Cowboys aren't going to pay him a boatload of money. I mean, I'd imagine that OBJ knows that he's. You know the 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 knee injury history and everything like that. So and you know where he is. You know he's thirty years old. So OBJ, I'm sure, is willing to sit down and do what's best for business. Do that he knows he's got to contribute to the team, and the team is already taking a chance. And you know he wants to play. So so I know that Odell Beckham Jr. is gonna is, is gonna you know be you know in businessman mode, and you know he he wants to offer his services to the team. So he knows that 
what he's coming up against. So, so everybody wants my opinion. Look, I'm not against Odell Beckham Jr. signing. If he does sign with the Cowboys, I'll be honest. I'm not going to expect anything, any miracles from him. I'm sure he's going to. I'm sure he's going to do a couple of uh, amazing catches. But you know, obviously. You know, it's funny we we're talking about this. You know, we're eight years eight years after that brilliant catch he had. You know, that one-handed catch up in the air against the Cowboys. Obviously, if he were to do that in a Cowboys uniform, you know, possibly in in, in the playoffs that in the Cowboys win, that would be definitely a memorable moment. But but if Odell Beckham Jr. signs with the Cowboys, I'm not going to lay out any heavy expectations. You know, he's you know, I'm just going to see. Well, he signed with us. Let's see. Let's see if it was all worth it. So basically, in other words, honestly. Number one, as far as Odell Beckham Jr. signing with the Cowboys, I'll believe that when I see it. Number two, I'm not. I can't lay heavy expectations. Really, I can't lay expectations at all because it's so it's so late in the season, you know, like that. And of course, you know that torn ACL again. So, so when it does happen, I'll just wait, and we'll have to wait and see what happens if he does sign. So, we'll just have to sit back, relax, and we'll see. That's really all I can say about it, ladies and gentlemen. Cowboys Talk is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me today, and I will see you all next time.